Here we go. Yes, you're listening to Law and Gospel on this January the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm really excited to do this today because we're using a new microphone system, which should give you a lot better understanding of what I have to say. And we'll be, oh, doing some things with it in the following days to make it even better for you. Today, we're going to be looking at the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany, which is February the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2024. Now, the Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 40. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians 9, and the gospel is from Mark 1. Now, what I found interesting, remember, I always look at the readings to see if there is something there that appears to contradict Lutheran theology. Well, it certainly does appear that to be such in the epistle from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul talks about that he wants to be like a Jew, or he wants to be under the law, or he wants to be outside the law, or he wants to be weak. What is he talking about? I, I thought that when you are a Christian, you are no longer part of the Jewish religion. So we need to look and examine what he has to say about these items. 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 16. And remember my email address, tombaker at brick. Dot net. That's B-R-I-C-K dot net. In case you ever want to write me a question, etc. And a lot of times, leave your phone number because I like talking to people rather than emailing them. It, it helps me get the correct information to them. Okay. Verse 16 of chapter 9 of 1 Corinthians. If I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting. What? Don't we want to boast about the fact that we preach the gospel? Isn't the gospel something that we're supposed to be doing and we can therefore boast about it? Well, why does Paul say he can't boast about it? Well, because when you boast about something, it's really of your own making. And the gospel is not of your own making. He says, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. 
You see, that is the life of the Christian. We live the gospel. And what is the gospel? It's trusting in the promises of Jesus Christ. That's really amazing. It's the life of sanctification. Once we have been justified, you can't boast about being justified because that is a gift from God where he has declared you as righteous. He goes on and says in verse 17, for if I do not this, for if I do this of my own will, I have a reward, but not of my own will. I am still entrusted with a stewardship. Now, we talked about recently, what is a steward? A steward is somebody who is given an assignment. He may be the person at the wedding who makes sure all the food is available and people have sufficient to drink. Or a steward may be someone who is taking care of a project and he's given the responsibility. We have a stewardship of being entrusted with the gospel. That is something that we will want to do. Paul then says, what then is my reward? If I can't boast about it, then why am I doing it? Because he says that in my preaching, I may present the gospel free of charge so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. What's he saying there? He doesn't want to give the impression that because of his lifestyle, he can talk about the gospel because he is so good. He doesn't want to give anybody the impression that being good is what saves you. No good works can bring you into a right relationship with God because your good works are not of your own boasting, but a proper good work is a work of the Holy Spirit working within you. So what Paul is saying, he wants to present the gospel free of charge. Well, what's the opposite of the gospel that is not free of charge? It's the law. When you read the Ten Commandments, do you hear what they're saying? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You shall remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Do you notice how the law 
is telling you what you have to do in order to receive salvation. The gospel is free of charge. It's talked about in the Bible as being able to be bought, but without any price because it's free of charge. How did that happen? That the gospel is free of charge because Jesus bought the gospel for us when he died on the cross. Upon the cross were his wounds in our place. Jesus was our substitute in order that we do not have to pay for our sins. Jesus paid for our sins. And as he paid for our sins, we are given the gift of the forgiveness of sins. And what does that mean? We've said it a thousand times. We'll say it again. The forgiveness of sins means that God no longer holds you accountable for your sins. Now, try and do something wrong in society, like going over the speed limit, robbing a bank, taking money for your business inappropriately. Well, guess what? None of that is free of charge. You will have to pay a payment or time in jail. You may ruin your reputation, etc. But what God does with the gospel is he pays for that which you have done. He pays the price. He is the sacrifice. He is your redeemer. In Jesus' day, the word redeemer meant someone who bought a slave out of his slavery. He paid the money. It's kind of like my dad was a redeemer when I would go to the movies. Well, I didn't have any money. I could not get into the movies, but he would give me some money not only to see the movie, but also maybe to buy some popcorn. He redeemed my way into the movies. Jesus has redeemed your way into the kingdom of God. So what difference does that make? Verse 19 really gets into it. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. Now, the word servant can also be translated as slave. Jesus was our servant. He was enslaved in order that you might be forgiven your sins. 
Now, what Paul is saying, he's really free from having to do anything in order to be saved because he's saved by the faith given to him by the Holy Spirit. So then what does this mean that he is willing to make himself a slave to all that I might win more of them? Well, verse 20 begins. To the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. Now, what would that mean? Well, he would attend Sabbath services at the synagogue, just like a Jew would do. He would even give the tithe. Remember, Jesus had the disciples go fishing. They caught a fish, and the amount of the tithe was within the fish. So Jesus followed a lot of Jewish practices. He was circumcised. He was given a name, Jesus, after so many days of birth. And throughout his life, he attempted to follow the laws of Judaism. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to make an impression on the Jews that he was one with them. So we even have a congregation here in St. Louis that is specifically set aside for Jews. It's Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, but much of its liturgy is taken from Jewish festivals. So during the Passover, they have special services, and during other kinds of times when the Jews have special occasions, this congregation follows that. And more and more Jews visit them, and they learn about how these various occasions are all pointing to Jesus Christ as their Savior. Remember the Passover? Blood was poured over the doorway and upon the lintel. The angel of death passed over. They are taught that that was speaking of Jesus who died on the cross and his blood was on that cross and the angel of death will pass over us who have faith in Jesus Christ. That's how a Jew practices being Jewish. The next one. To those under the law, I became as ones under the law. But then in parenthesis, in the English, 
which is from the Greek, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. What's he saying there? Well, there were a number of ceremonial laws that the Jews would follow. That would be being under the law. Jesus gladly followed many of those ceremonies in order that he might win those who were also following those ceremonies under the law. Therefore, though he was not under the law in the sense that he was being saved by obedience to the law, he was still obedient to the ceremonial laws many a time in order that he might not distance himself from those who lived under the law. Verse 21 is a very interesting one. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law. Now, doesn't that mean that Jesus broke the law if he was outside the law? But once more, the Greek has a parenthesis. After he says, to those outside the law, I became as one outside the law. He then says, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. Now, where did Jesus do that? Well, you'll recall that the Pharisees hated a number of classes of people. They hated lepers and others who had diseases because they thought that that was from God as a punishment. Jesus healed many of those that the Pharisees thought were outside the law. And remember the prostitutes and the tax collectors that he would sit down and eat with. So he became as one of them in the eyes of the Pharisees. How can you sit down with a tax collector who is Jewish working for the Romans trying to collect taxes? Wow. So even in that situation, in our day, for example, I befriend people who are gay, not because I believe that gay is a right way of living. No, someone who dies in that situation will probably go to hell. But I will still meet with them, talk with them, be friends with them, and as the Bible says, love them in order that they might be saved 
and be taken away from that which would send them to hell. Verse 22, to the weak I became weak that I might win the weak. Now, what's an example of that in the Bible? Well, remember there were those who were told that if you eat meat offered to idols, then you would get the idol's support. And many Christians began to live in that way, thinking that they would be stronger if they had idolatry support. Well, Paul talks about that. He says, I would eat the meat, but make it clear to the people that I was not getting any special strength or anything from this meat which I ate. And that way he would help the weak get away from such things. What are the weak doing in our day and age? Look how many people use drugs, illicit drugs, illegal drugs. And now that marijuana in some areas has become legal, they use even more drugs. Even though there is so much evidence that marijuana can lead not only to great sickness, but to death. On YouTube, there is a instance when a mother had three children in the car, she had marijuana in her system, and nobody knew about that. And she ended up driving down the wrong way on a highway. Everyone was going west, and she got in the east way. And she crashed her car into another family and killed everyone in her car and the other family. And the only drug they found on her was marijuana. So those are people who are weak. And they take drugs because it gives them a high. What does Paul say? No, I even befriend such people. He says at the end of verse 22, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. Remember, as he said before, those blessings come free of charge. There's no charge at all. Now, in our day, if you go to social media, oftentimes you'll see 
oh, this is free of charge. And then, well, then I'm going to order that. Uh, one was a set of tools that they look pretty good on the internet. But when you go to order them, the tools are free of charge, but the postage is $8. And they're in a small package. Now, I mail a lot of things in small packages, and they don't come to $8. So they're giving you a lie. These tools are free, but of course you got to pay the $8. But that $8 is really covering their cost even for the tools. In contrast to that, the gospel of Jesus Christ is free of charge. There's no postage. There's no anything. One repents of the sins and you receive the gift of the forgiveness of sins. Verse 24 goes on. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Now, how do you obtain the greatest prize that God gives you? It's through faith in Jesus Christ, which is also given to you free of charge. There's no amount you need to pay. And therefore, that's how athletes exercise self-control in all things. Now, they do it to receive a perishable wreath, but you receive an imperishable wreath. So that's the good news of Jesus Christ and the gospel. It's given free of charge and we become all things to all people to get that gospel. I'm Tom Baker, join with us tomorrow to examine the hymn, Hail to the Lord's Anointed. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.